This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Doug Williams filling in for Writer here on Writer Than You. Uh, We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can Rather than you here from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, one more hour with you here on this Tuesday morning and afternoon. And we've been talking a lot of NFL. And look, uh, it's the time of year where we all get to kind of panic or celebrate uh, based on basically nothing. And that's what makes it great fodder. And to talk everything NFL, welcome uh, Ross Tucker to the show. He's host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. You can hear him on these airwaves as well. He's basically everywhere. He does great stuff. Um, Ross, there are fan bases out there right now, as you know, freaking out about how good their quarterback looks, how bad their quarterback looks, or their offense and their skill position players. Quarterback specifically, though, which quarterbacks in camp are you monitoring the closest and why? Uh, well, I'm always interested in the young guys, certainly to hear how many of them, if any, are getting off the fast starts, right? So that would be Kenny Pickett with the Steelers, you know, Matt Corral in, in Carolina, even in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, because you can tell some guys just get it right away. I mean, if you remember, Doug, I kept thinking, there's no way Russell Wilson's going to start. There's no way he's as good as they're saying he is. They paid Matt Flynn all that money. No way, no way. Next thing you know, Russell Wilson was a starter for the Seahawks. Now, that doesn't happen very often. So I'm probably most intrigued by the rookies. But then, you know, you read these reports out of New England with Mac Jones and the Patriots offense and out of Washington with Carson Wentz and, it's hard not to take notice. It's funny, Doug. I feel like I only see the reports about the guys that are struggling. I, I haven't seen any reports about guys that are just killing it. The reports I hear are Other like, than Tua. Tua is the one that I've heard great things about so far. Oh, interesting. I hadn't seen that, um, but that, that is interesting. And, you know, that's coming from objective people. I mean, it's coming from the beat writers that are there watching, so – that would be a good sign, and I would say probably not that surprising given they brought in Tyreek Hill and Mike McDaniel's offense. Right. And there are a lot of people talking about Tua's accuracy, and I've heard people make the point that that's kind of always who he's been. But you know, with Tyreek Hill, it's the, the deep balls that are going viral because that was the concern. Can he really 
go from Patrick Mahomes and that level of arm strength to Tua Tugavailoa, who um, is more known as an accurate passer, but we'll see how that ends up working. Um, and and we're talking to Ross Tucker. I, I, I'm curious, Kareem Hunt, kind of bizarre timing for his trade request this weekend. Do you think the Browns need to rely on Chubb and Hunt if they want to be a playoff team considering the total limbo that they're in right now with Deshaun Watson at the quarterback position? Well, it's funny, Doug, because I actually made this point last week when I was filling in for Jim Rome. You know, if the NFL suspends Deshaun Watson, as long as it's at least 10 games, you know, there's been reports that there's been settlement talks around 12, but as long as it's at least 10 games, I have a tough time picturing the Browns being in the mix, right? I mean, to answer your question, yes, they would lean on Chubb and Hunt in the running game with Jacoby Brissett, but the AFC is stacked, man. I mean, the AFC is no joke. So this idea that they could have those guys, you know, Watson miss 10 games, 12 games, because by the way, what are the odds that right when he comes back, he hasn't played in two years. I mean, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that he'd come back and all of a sudden the Browns would go 6-1 and one, like in their last seven games. So it seems to me like as long as Watson's out 10 games or more, the Browns' season's kind of done. Yeah, I, I, I heard you and, and Greg Cassell on your podcast basically refresh uh, all of our memories of the player that Deshaun Watson is, which I think is important to do because we all just think of him as being so good and, and in some ways deserving of the money he got. But in others, uh, it's just been so long since we've seen him play. And you make a good point that just because he comes back and whatever it is, week 13, or if he ends up missing the whole season and we move towards next year, we have no guarantee that when he, as soon as he puts on the Browns uniform at some point, that he suddenly launches them into being a playoff team. And another thing I want to get your take on, Ross, is you and Greg were talking about the wide receiver position. Um, the way the league has, is paying wide receivers and star wide receivers, has that changed even in the last like five or so years the way that teams seem to be valuing the superstar at that position? It has. You know, if you remember... There was a time there when people were talking about that receivers were more a product of the offense and that you can get guys, as long as you have the right quarterback and O-line and you've got the right scheme, you can scheme guys open. You don't need to pay that kind of money. It feels like it's totally changed. Now, Maybe not everybody believes that, Doug. You know, the Titans didn't want to pay A.J. Brown. All these other guys are getting paid by the teams they're on. The Titans decided, you know what? We don't value him that much. We don't think he's worth that much. So I think we're going to find out on some level this year from the Titans and the Eagles, it's almost like the great experiment, right, Doug? Like, if the Titans take a big step back and the Eagles take a big step forward, that will be a, a huge feather in the cap of any future receivers looking to get $22, $23, 24000000 dollars a year. It's just funny how the market works. Like these guys are getting paid double the top tight ends in the league. And look, I think these guys are really good players, but man, I, I don't think there's that much of a difference between how valuable Kelsey is 
to the Chiefs, I would love to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes who they'd rather have, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill makes like $10 million more a year than Kelsey, and I'm not sure Andy Reid and Mahomes wouldn't say, we're glad if one guy left that it's Kelsey that's still here. Yeah, I mean, the, the answer might be just on the roster and the depth charts right now. I mean, Travis Kelsey's on the team and Tyreek Hill's gone. They 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 made the choice to move on from him. Um, we're talking with Ross Tucker, some NFL, and um, I'm intrigued uh, going into the start of preseason games by Jimmy G because usually this time of the year, Ross, I don't need to tell you, you know, we wait for an injury at the quarterback position. Maybe a team's wavering about their guy anyway, and a guy like Jimmy G becomes available. Do you think that's what this is? Is there any chance the season starts and Jimmy G is still on the Niners roster? No, I don't, because his salary of $24 million is fully guaranteed when he's on that opening day roster, and I just don't think the Niners want to do that. Um, I, I now, listen, if they think someone's willing to trade for him and that they can maybe eat some of that money, you know, maybe the Niners eat $10 million of it, they redo the contract, they eat $10 million, the acquiring team pays fourteen or whatever, I just don't see that happening. I, I think they'd probably cut him before it was fully guaranteed. So sounds weird to say that the Niners are probably hoping for an injury over the next few weeks, but I think they're going to hold him. They might even hold him to the night before that first game, but I don't think they want to guarantee $24 million to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And, and with Trey Lance there too, it's tricky. You want to send a clear message to not just him and, and your roster, but your fan base that, you know, you fully believe in your guy. And if you have a backup with a big name who's played in playoff games and had success, that can take the spotlight off. Um, talking with Ross Tucker, I this one I'm I'm really looking forward to asking you about because first of all, Aaron Rodgers has been in the news a lot lately. We're not talking about anything to do with his football, which I think is fascinating because I I do think there are questions to be asked there going into his season in Green Bay without his best buddy and one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and Devontae Adams. But so he he's been on kind of a a tour of media. He goes on, uh, pardon my take, a very popular Barstool podcast that I'm sure you heard, um, where he comes off as really likable and and kind of uh, able to make fun of himself, which is also good. Now he's talking about basically using ayahuasca, psychedelics. Um, he's got this massive tattoo that looks like something out of a out of a uh, I don't know some sort of movie about that Tom Hanks would star in where they're looking for treasures. What do you think his headspace is like going into this stage of his career? You know what's interesting, Doug, and this is the truth. I was a teammate of Brady's in '05 and '06, and I've never heard one player, or really, to be honest with you, anybody that even knows him, say a bad word about. Him. Whereas we've seen guys like Greg Jennings, like Jermichael Finley, sort of come out against Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know. I've met Aaron a couple times. I don't know him well enough to comment on him. I, I like the fact that he seems more relaxed, that he feels like he can be more loving of his teammates or whatever it is that he's saying. Look, I mean – I don't know, Doug. Uh, he looks happier than me, so whatever he's doing looks good. <laughs> I mean, well, 
Yeah, I, I, I think me. I think maybe it's I need to, maybe I need to chug some ayahuasca or whatever it's called. I I usually just chug IPAs, but evidently ayahuasca tea is is where it's at. But I, the only reason why I reference that is I do think it matters. I do think that it's not just about what we see on TV inside the white lines. I think it's the things that happen in the locker room in the facility during the meetings during walkthrough i think that that stuff matters i'm not saying you have to be liked by everybody but i think there's something to the fact that you'll never find a single person to say a bad word about tom and it's not the same with aaron for whatever reason you know rogers uh year after year uh we hear quotes like you mentioned your michael finley and greg jennings and um, how, uh, you know, even the Devontae Adams now divorce, you point to and you're like, why did that need to happen? And I know Devontae raves about Aaron, and, and obviously they're close, and he's been partially responsible for his career. But bigger picture here, um, there is something that Brady has always had with his teammates and his legacy that Rodgers can't seem to get, and we're not talking about Super Bowls. So going into this year, let's talk on the field. I mean, um, and not ayahuasca. No, 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 let me jump in real quick. Well, assuming he's not on ayahuasca on the field, Ross, that, you know, we'll, we'd have to really test him for the ayahuasca before each game, which I don't think we're going to do, but go ahead. Well, no, I think you make a really good point there. And listen, Devontae Adams supposedly grew up a Raiders fan. He's always wanted to play with the Raiders. He's, he's close to Derek Carr. Okay, like all that stuff's fine. First of all, the Raiders aren't even in the Bay Area anymore where Devontae grew up, okay? They're in Las Vegas now. So it's not like he's going home. But, okay, he wants to play for his hometown team. All of that stuff is is well and good. All I know, okay, is that the last few years, guys have been clamoring to go to Tampa and Paying, getting paid less to go there. Ryan Jensen, the center that just got hurt, he got offered more by the Bengals. But after Brady said he was staying, he, he decided to stay. You know, guys stay. I mean, Julio Jones just came there. Fournette came there. The guys take less to play with Brady. And now you have an example with Devontae Adams where supposedly the Packers – said they would offer even more money, and he still went to the Raiders. So on some level, and I don't know Devontae's exact situation, Doug, but on some level, guys take less money to play with Brady, and and in Devontae Adams' case, he wouldn't even stay with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers for more money. And all I know is this. Do I think... Devontae Adams would have left the team that Tom Brady was on? No, I don't. And maybe that's unfair to Aaron. I'm not blaming Aaron, but I don't know. We just don't have any evidence of that, really. Don't you think, though, Ross, that less so Devontae, because maybe his case is unique and you make a good point about him going to Vegas and not Oakland, but don't you think that Super Bowls play a big part of this conversation? That when you know you have proof in the pudding that Tom, where Tom Brady goes, winning goes... And, and that's an easier decision for, say, somebody like Julio Jones as opposed to 
Green Bay, where you know that they've had some turmoil, you know that Aaron Rodgers flirted with retirement and going elsewhere, and you know that at the source of all of this is one player has had success winning Super Bowls and finishing on top, and one player hasn't. Isn't that a reason why you would choose Brady over Rodgers that may be less personal to the guys themselves? Yes. I think it's a combination of the proven track record of postseason success, and I think the demeanor, I, I think, and maybe Devontae Adams, maybe it was just strictly with the Packers organization. And, I, you know, all indications are that's the case. Um, but maybe he just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if he really thought the Packers had a great chance to win the Super Bowl, I think he probably would have stayed there. I think he felt like, hey, we gave it our best shot these last few years. It's just not going to happen for us. Yeah, I think I think it's a... With Rodgers, the the take has been, it's always been about him. And I think in a lot of ways, if you hear him interviewed, the things you hear about him, um, it's hard to disagree with that, but doesn't mean he's, you know, not maybe the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. And and by the way, I've heard this is like the best gift ever. And so so you're telling me that you basically write a personalized story to people. Yeah, so, by, by the way, this is a whole other topic, but how is September and October the two most popular months for weddings? Because like, the weather is, the climate is more, it's more temperate. It's it's less harsh. It's not cold. It's not too hot. I, I understand, but how do these guys let their fiancés get away with this? It's football season, Doug. I mean, let's have some priorities. Get married in May. I'm getting married May's October nice 1st. Month. No joke. May is lovely. Early June, lovely. Not September, October, but if that did happen and you need an anniversary gift, go to myfrontpagestory.com. We'll write the most unbelievable story about your wife. She'll cry when she reads this story that has quotes from you about meeting her is the best thing that ever happened in my life. You know that quote's going to be in there. Myfrontpagestory.com. Don't let Doug be the only person that goes to myfrontpagestory.com. Yeah, I, I, I'm indebted to Ross Tucker. It's true. I, I owe you one. Uh, myfrontpagestory.com. Ross Tucker, we appreciate the time. Um, it's a really cool idea um, to basically make it seem like you're reading about yourself in a publication. I mean, what better feeling than that to hear some nice quotes about you um, just going about your day and boom, it's our, it's our anniversary and here's some nice, nice things being said about me. So we appreciate the time. Um, buy or sell is, is coming up next for us. Um, it's Doug Williams filling in here on, uh, writer than you. And, um, everything is coming up from, from foot injuries and foot fractures to, to contract being signed that for some reason people seem to care about. I don't. It's next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, it's Doug Williams with you filling in here on CBS Sports Radio. Writer Than You, Tom DeCelestino. Um, let's, let's get right to buy or sell. I don't want to shortchange this, Tom. Let's do it. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Doug, let's jump right into it and start where we always do each day by talking some NFL. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, and Derek Carr have all gotten paid this offseason, but the one quarterback contract we're still waiting for is in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Reportedly, discussions have been ongoing between the two sides after Lamar was hesitant to even start talking about his contract. However, yesterday there was contract news out of Baltimore. The Ravens made kicker Justin Tucker the highest paid kicker in the league with a $24 million extension. My question to you, Doug, buy or sell, it's bad optics for the Ravens paying their kicker before Lamar Jackson gets his deal done. This is a sell 10 times out of 10. And by the way, I'm a huge, huge Lamar Jackson fan. He deserves his money. Uh, He should be the long-term quarterback in in Baltimore. I think he's so talented. He looks incredible so far. Uh, Just him adding the weight in camp. I'm a believer. Uh, However, if you have Ravens fans in your life, you realize that they are fully aware that they've had one of, if not the best kicker in the NFL since 2012. This guy's been there for a long time. He's one of the faces of the franchise. He makes you take the team more seriously as you get in to the bad weather months, December, January. He's good when it's clutch. He's just an incredible kicker. He's great at what he does. So don't worry about the optics. This is a face of your team, even at that position, and I think the two things are just not connected. You needed to give a contract extension to both of them. You gave one guy one first. That's all. Yesterday, Raiders new head coach Josh McDaniels met the media, and he was asked about running back Josh Jacobs, his usage in the Hall of Fame game last week, and whether or not the team is exploring trading the 24-year-old running back who's entering his fourth season in the league. We felt like that was a good thing, a good opportunity for all our backs that played. Um, I, we have a lot of confidence in JJ and, you know, he did well with his opportunities, which we, which we hoped he would. And he did. Um, but no, that has, we have n- no desire to do that at all. Buy or sell the Raiders played Josh Jacobs in the hall of fame game to try and showcase a trade for him. That's uh, that's a sell. Sell. Now it's has nothing to do with what Josh McDaniels just said. And it has nothing to do with anything you'll hear uh, from the Raiders about this situation. Um, I just think that uh, they aren't going to deal him. I don't think they're in a position where they want to off talent, um, especially from the skill position player standpoint. And as good of an offense as that will be, and as dynamic as it'll be, I think James is going to be a big part of that. And just keep in mind, you know, that's Josh McDaniel's job to tell us that, you know, he's not, he's never going to say, yeah, we wanted to show him off in the hall of fame game so that we get our trade market up for Josh Jacobs. So I'm not saying sell because of that. I just think, look at the end of the day, the most likely outcome is that the Raiders hang on to him. All right. Let's transition from running back to quarterback. Saints quarterback Jameis Winston left yesterday's practice with a foot injury, but according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, the injury is, quote, 
nothing to really worry about, end quote. Now remember, Winston is coming off a season in which he tore his ACL after New Orleans started last season 5-2. and two. Buy yourself that if Jameis Winston can stay healthy, the New Orleans Saints will be a playoff team. And so, um, so. there's, first of all, even if Jameis Winston can stay healthy, I don't have that much belief in the Saints or that much of a belief in his ability. And by the way, what I want to happen, well, not that I want to happen because I hope Jameis Winston gets healthy. However, if he is really hurt and the foot issue is a, is a big deal, imagine if one roster in the NFL ends up with Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and Jimmy Gianna. Can you remember the last time there was that larger group of mediocre but starting kind of caliber quarterbacks on one roster in the NFL? I need that to happen. It's just a it's a culmination of a lot of years of teams thinking those guys were one thing and turns out they're another. Um, so I, I think my answer was, was sell. Um, I, I don't take the Saints seriously as a contender either way. All right, let's get to some college football here. No surprise here that Alabama topped the preseason college football coaches poll that was released yesterday with 54 first-place votes. Ohio State and Georgia rounded out the top three. However, what was surprising was that Texas received the first-place vote. The Longhorns finished 18th overall in the poll. Buy or sell that Texas is annually the most overhyped team in college football. I I, I buy. Um, Buy. I'm I'm buying. Um, uh, look, I, I think there are a couple teams you could put in programs you could put in that category. However, I know this is a coach's poll, but it's like somebody really didn't know who's been good of late and just picked a program that they know is well-known for college football. Um, Texas can't seem to find uh, staying power, and they can't seem to find um, you know some continuity in their program. And until they do, they don't belong to have, they don't deserve to have a single vote in, in a coach's poll. All right, according to that, The Athletic, the Big Ten is expected to finalize their media rights deal in the coming days, and ESPN is expected to be left out. Now, in addition to Fox, which is already finalized, CBS and NBC are likely other partners. Now, ESPN has held some sort of deal with the Big Ten for over 40 years. Buy or sell it being a big deal if ESPN gets shut out of the Big Ten media rights deal. Sell, 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 sell. I, sell. Okay, I, I'm not nostalgic about these things, I'll be honest. Like, it, it's just not something I, I care about. However, now more than ever, I'm so used to just having to find games. Like, how many times, it doesn't matter even what sport you're watching these days, you turn the TV on, you go to the channel, you think the game will be on, and it's not there. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to spend the next eight minutes figuring out if it's on a streaming service, figuring out if it's on, you know, Fox Sports One instead of Fox. We go through this every time we want to watch a sporting event these days, and it's not going to change anytime soon with Amazon getting, you know, primetime games, and and this is happening in baseball too. So I, at this point, I've had to stop myself from caring what channel games are on and just find them and try and, and make sure that I know for next time what channel they're on. I'm not attached to any music or open or announcers or anything like that. All right, let's get to some baseball here. Now, the Yankees got back to their winning ways yesterday, beating up on the Mariners 9-4 in Seattle. However, it came at a cost as veteran Matt Carpenter, who's having a resurgent season, fouled off a pitch and broke his left foot. He's out indefinitely. The Yankees are just 7-11 and since the All-Star break, but still hold the best record in the American League at the moment. One game up on the Astros. Buy or sell being concerned about the Yankees, 
as we get closer to October. I'm buying. Um, look, Buy. I, I used to, you know, I used to cover and talk about the Yankees for a living. Um, I do not think they're as good a team as their record says they are. I think um, they have so many issues on their roster, whether it's, you know, at closer, Roldis Chapman lost the job, Clay Holmes took it over, and now Clay Holmes has really struggled. Um, Garrett Cole is not the guy that they paid from Houston. He's good. He's not great. That's a huge problem. And Aaron Judge gets so many of the headlines, but around him, there are issues on their roster. And I'm going to take the Houston Astros over the Yankees in a playoff series, pretty much no matter what happens between now and then in October. Um, It's hard for me to see them as better as the Dodgers and the Mets in the National League, too. So, yes, I'm concerned about the Yanks. All right, let's finish up with some golf here. Last question. Now, last week, 11 live golf players, including Phil Mickelson, filed lawsuits against the PGA Tour because of their ban from the FedEx Cup playoffs that get underway on Thursday later this week. Now, three of those 11 players have actually qualified for the playoffs this season. A ruling from a California court is expected today or tomorrow. Buy or sell that the ongoing battle from Live Golf and the PGA Tour has actually been good for the sport of golf. I'm selling. I think it's bad for everybody. Sell. Look, I think... There are certain aspects of it that are good. I'm sure um, it's good for the the pockets and the bank accounts for the players who decided to play and live. But I think the rest of us are losers for having to go through this, to watch this, to have um, two competing leagues when the success of the new one, I don't think benefits anybody other than the people who've invested money in it. Um, it's unromantic. It's uh, I think it's going to dilute the, the the popularity of some of these PGA Tour tournaments. And I, I don't think there are any winners. And I think even the golfers who have decided to join Live, they have to reap what they sow now. You can't play in a PGA Tour event if you decided to take the money and go somewhere else and take the Saudi money specifically. So, um, no, I, I sell that. I don't, I don't think this is good for really anybody. So that was buy or sell. I, that's my first time doing the segment. You, you, you stay very close to the script, which I appreciate. You've got a good like broadcaster teleprompter voice off of script. Which oh, I, I think uh, my good friend Andrew Bogish, who's sitting right next to you, would would very much disagree. He's looking with around that. the room. I don't know um, if he knows you're talking about him, but yeah. Well, yeah, I told you him... too. I was listening. Yes, you do not get along. <laughs> is there is there a rift here? Between? It's a, it's really a one sided thing. I love Tom. I think Tom's very good. I think buy or sell should be at least two segments, if not three, maybe the whole second hour. But he does not reciprocate. Any of those? So you don't feelings. like buy or sell that much, Tom? No, uh, he's like no, me. I uh, I enjoyed the segment. I just find you know, we uh, the more you get to know Bogus, you'll understand his <laughs> his level of sarcasm <laughs> when he's speaking about me. It, well, I, I think it's a good segment. I think you could do a full hour on it. It's yeah. just a great format. The music keeps it moving. What listeners turning the radio off until that music turns off, and then they're like, okay, yep. Yeah. This guy's out of things to talk about. Um, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I've been hiding from it for a while. Here in New York, we're doing something right. The rest of you could learn a thing or two. But first, it's the aforementioned Andrew Bogus CBS Sports Radio update. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, welcome back. Doug Williams filling in uh, here on Writer Than You, taking you up until noon Eastern, 855-212-4227. I have a feeling that I'm going to fire some people up with this one. And um, it's a little out of left field. Um, I spend, you know, I spend a lot of time and energy when I'm on this network hosting shows trying not to be New York centric. Uh, I live here. I know most of you don't. Um, and I'm from around here and I know most of you aren't. It, it's a, a reasonable concern uh, of mine to, uh, I don't want it to seem like a New York show. That's not what it is. Um, but something occurred to me recently that I think we do correctly around here in the media specifically and in sports media specifically, that many parts, not all, but many parts of the rest of the country and outside of the Northeast um, still haven't seemed to grasp or or still don't really want in their viewing experience of sports. Um, Michael Kay, he, he hosts a, a radio show, does play-by-play for the Yankees. He was very hard on, on Yankees slugger, now Dodgers slugger Joey Gallo during what was an abysmal 
Yankees tenure. And he was hard on him on his way out because Gallo did kind of an interview where, you know, he put his tail between his legs, talked about how he doesn't like walking around New York and the booze really got to him. And it was really, you know, he, he just was upset about the way things ended. Um, but so Michael K says, you know, fans were right to boo him because of his performance. And uh, that by itself wasn't notable. I thought it was interesting, but um, I saw, you know, some people on Twitter, especially from other markets being like, isn't it strange that the play-by-play voice of the team is being that critical, is, is being personally critical of a player. Also this weekend, I see uh, a, a clip or a, a picture of, um, or no, this, uh, this was a clip that I saw. It's a, a Braves broadcaster, um, play-by-play, as the Mets are hitting homers and, and beating you know the Braves team that, that he covers. Um, each home run sounds like it's occurring at a memorial service. It's... It's just like, oh, gone, home run, gone, another one. And then I see a a member of Braves Media showing off his World Series ring on Twitter as if, you know, he was out there playing second base for them when they won the World Series last year, bragging about how good his team is. And and here's where all of this is going. And... A lot is is made of New York media. We talk about it a lot. It must get exhausting for people who don't live here and that there's a self-obsession, and, and I understand that. But just from a viewer standpoint, I am not talking to you as a media member now. I'm talking to you as a viewer who watches games on my couch just like you do. Here's my question. If you live outside the Northeast, what what do you want your in your play-by-play voices what do you want in your media coverage do you not want them to be critical like are you turning the tv or, or radio on for three hours every day hoping to listen to basically one-sided propaganda because that's what things can turn into if 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 you go in that direction and i'm not saying that even you know some of the people that i mentioned as examples or the markets that i mentioned as examples are propaganda And I'm not saying that every market outside of New York is like this. There are a lot of play-by-play guys and uh, color commentators across all major sports who are fans of the teams that they broadcast for. But there's got to be a line. As soon as you cross it and you sound like every other fan, you lose the ability to put yourself in a different place where you can hold the team accountable. And I think it's more meaningful than just me saying, hey, like, I'm I'm Doug Williams, and I think this is wrong. I, I, I This is not what I prefer. I think it's a bigger conversation. Because if, as a viewer, all of what you're watching is, you know, bad when it's bad and good when it's good, how are you going to know when anything's going between the lines? If, you're, if, if, if your broadcasters that you watch, if your favorite team, are celebrating the highs... And moaning the lows, if that's how you always react, then it takes so much of the drama away from listening. I think one of the best parts of being a fan with a, you know, watching a team with a great broadcast crew is that there's no thinking in terms of, oh, how's this going to sound? How's this going to look? Because I got to come back tomorrow and talk about the team again. How's this going to sound? How's this going to look? Because I have to interview that player next week. It's just an honest assessment of what they're seeing. And I I have found that because I watch a lot of, whether it's NFL, NBA, 
more so NFL on the radio, obviously, because all the games are nationally televised. But NBA on TV and on and on the radio, and then Major League Baseball as well. That's so. There's such a difference in the local markets and the viewing experience. We get, you know, in Boston, Philadelphia, New York, it's it's hypercritical, and elsewhere, it seems like it's an it's a continuation, it's an extension of the team, it's what they want to hear. And I'm just curious, 855-212-4227, for anyone listening to this, if you don't live in, in the Northeast and you think that um, you know, you have a good broadcast experience, that you have a good appreciation for what you want to hear every day, then I, I want to hear about it because I, I do find that there's a huge difference in the way we cover the exact same sports. And it's just become evident lately when you know these things go viral on Twitter with New York broadcasters going at you know, Braves broadcasters, for example. It's a, it's a back and forth that I find to be like they're talking about two different sports. Um, if there's not accountability, then it becomes boy cried wolf. And um, that's why I think New York sports fans are lucky. They're lucky to have critical play-by-play guys. It's not that they're negative. If they're fair, if something bad, there's such a, an important distinction between the two of those. If something bad happens on the field, if a mistake is made, if you're fair about it, that's how you'll portray it. Um, and I, I find it painful to hear what should be objective voices talking about teams that are down when things are bad and high when things are good. Because if that's the case, then how do you learn about everything in between? Because there is a lot, especially in baseball, there's a lot in between. Um, and, you know, what's funny is this is my first time working with um, – Tom DeCelestino, what what market did you grow up in? What are you used to? The same very one that you did right here in New York. So have you noticed the same difference that I've noticed, whether you're watching it, you know, on the MLB package or something like that, that there's a the tone changes when you when you leave the Northeast? It does, and I don't want to say it's it's certainly not I'm not gonna describe it as a drop off, but there's a difference in tone. There's there's not, as you described it, hypercritical, but also, too, outside of the Northeast, I hear a change in tone when things are going really well. Then everything is amazing. Everything is perfect. I just don't know that that's what every insert sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, I don't know if that's what they're searching for. Yeah, I, that's, that's really the question, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's the that's what I want to know too. Is that what they want to hear? Because I think there are great Angels fans. I think there are great Braves fans. I think there are great Reds fans. But when Tom Brennan was the announcer for the Reds and an opposing team hit a big home run, it was somber. And what I'm curious about is if there's an appreciation of fans in smaller markets in the middle of the country to to hear somebody upset when something bad happens. Or if they think that's over the top. Um, do you want your fandom reflected by the people who talk about your favorite team for a living? And I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, it, it was an out-of-left-field thing that I'm glad Tom thought was interesting to talk about today. Um, but because uh, New York gets personified as this super intense um, powder keg media market, um, I think sometimes players, too, look at it negatively. I've talked to former athletes who never really understood why the booths here and why the coverage here got as negative as it did. 
And so if you're going to say there's a con for what we're talking about with New York, I think it's that if you're a player and you just want to enjoy playing and not having all of this hyper, hyper, um, you know, not negativity, but concentration on what you're doing, then maybe you don't want to play here. So maybe it's cost them some players over the years in different sports. Now, if I were to say to you, Doug, let's say that you grew up Kansas City Royals fan, Mm -hmm. and let's take you back to the 2015 World Series. Obviously, we know the Royals went on to win that. But let's say, you know, there was a big play going on against the Royals, not in their favor. A three-run homer, the Royals are now down 4-1. to one. You're listening in your car. Do you want the Royals' home broadcast to be exaggerated in their call of excitement in their voice? Or do you want them to be like you? You know, you're, you're, you're depressed listening to that. You're a Royals fan. You want them to win. Do you want them to be the same mood as you? Or do you want them to be even keeled no matter what? I think I'm in the minority here. I I want even keeled. I just want you to be a broadcaster. I think there is an appreciation when you have a broadcaster who grew up a fan because there's historian in that. You know, if you're you're broadcasting for a team and you were at uh, the old stadium for that team when you were five years old and you have stories to tell that makes your broadcasting experience more interesting. But when the play is happening, I don't want that part out. I want that in. Um, and fandom in general was something that as I was getting in this business, I was told it was like, you hold that down. And once you do it for a living, it goes away. So I'm always fascinated to hear when, you know, clearly in some places it's accepted. Um, and even the, the the color commentators too, the players, the former players of certain organizations, they are really just like, you know, there's videos of of them in the studio when a big home run's hit and getting ready to do the postgame show and jumping up and down. And if you're going to, with a straight face, tell your audience that you're giving them 100% of the truth, nothing but the truth, and being objective, I don't know how you're you can be seen as such a big fan of the team. See what I'm saying? But by the way, that doesn't mean that if you if you were a Royals fan in 2015 and that was a great season and they went to the World Series in 2014, didn't get there, and then they did again in 2015, doesn't mean be negative. It doesn't mean harsh on their vibe. It just means tell it like it is. It's been really fun. Um, Tom DeCelestino, thank you for so much for everything. It's been fun filling in here on uh, Rider Than You. It's Doug Williams, CBS Sports Radio coming up. Maggie and Perloff are filling in for Rome. Do not go anywhere. Talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t